The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. I am Taylor Stevens from Toronto, Canada. Busty, bouncy, blonde next door. That's the T-Dizzle, huh? <laughs> T-Dizzle. I'm still drunk off of that championship, ain't you? Hey, we still got it right now. <laughs> still got it. You're still the reigning champs. And uh, congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Did it blow your mind that the the, uh, that the trophy actually came to Canada? It was amazing. I never, honest, if I'm being honest, I never ever would have thought that we were going to win an NBA championship. I didn't think the NBA wanted it. It's Canada, you know, not as much like, you know, fans, et cetera, but it was, it was the most amazing experience. I was downtown when it happened. It was just like a huge party in Toronto. It was epic, epic, epic. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely didn't expect Toronto to win before the Knicks, but I should have called it. <laughs> the Knicks, uh, you know, I'm a New Yorker, so I, I know. The Knicks the Knicks, I know but, you and your Knicks. Lord have mercy, we stink. We we just stink. <laughs> so, do you, did you go to a bunch of games up there while the the Raptors games? Yeah, I went to the game. I think it was Game Five when they uh they had to beat it. See, I forget where we were at downtown at the ACC. You know, the Raptors, um, Jurassic Park area. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. so down Wait, there, it's so much fun. Yeah, sometimes it's more fun out there than it is. I believe in the it. Game, you know, I so it's a great it. atmosphere. You can smoke your weed out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's legal, so. <laughs> yes, but they don't let you smoke it in the arena. No, not inside. So that's why there's a lot of people outside. A lot of people outside smoking, doing it the right way. <laughs> well, Drake's outside, so. <laughs> now, did you grow up in Toronto? Yeah, I was born and raised in Toronto. Uh, my ethnicity, though, is Arabic. I'm Palestinian. Here uh, we go, goddamn it. I knew it was something in there. <laughs> I know this cookie was a little browner than I, yeah, I knew something was in that cookie, goddamn it. <laughs> it's got olive skin tone. It's glowing you olive. Wonderful. You look wonderful. <laughs> Thank so you. So you grew up, so your parents came from Palestine? Yeah, so my uh, my mom and dad, uh, I have three older brothers. I'm the youngest and only girl, hence why I'm a tomboy with huge boobs, right? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but my uh, my family, you know, back home, they brought everyone here for a better life. My dad, he passed uh, when I was six. They didn't, I was born here, so, you know, my dad- Did they get here in the 70s or something like that? Way back. Was that yeah. part of the Trudeau, uh, Trudeau, the father Trudeau, uh, yeah. opened the gates of Canada and they brought in a whole and bunch they, of, you know, yeah, yeah so he, they, they were part came. of that wave? Yes. Okay. Yes. I know my stuff. I, I know, know you do. I know. <laughs> and then, um, so my, uh, you know, my dad, he really wanted a girl, so he begged my mom for a girl. He's like, please let me have another girl. My mom didn't, was like fed up. She had three boys. She's like, okay, fine. We'll try one more time for a girl. And bam, here I am. Right? So. Boom. And look what they got. <laughs> They wanted and a then, nut, yeah. and they got a nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your parents, so you, they moved in. So you were born and raised in, in Toronto. Now you went to high school. What high school? I went to Pope John Paul. So, Pope John Paul. Uh, yeah, Catholic school. And hold so, up, hold up, hold up. Now you're a Palestinian girl, and you went to Pope John Paul High School. <laughs> I mean, I'm not That's Muslim, okay. I'm, I'm Christian. Oh, Catholic. you're Christian. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. so uh, I went to, you know... Uh, the, the Catholic school and, you know, wore my kilt and all that stuff. And um, play I played sport? basketball, actually. There my, we go. <laughs> it was my brother's, uh, my, I had to like walk into, like follow my brother's footsteps because he went to that school and he was uh, amazing at basketball. And then he became a coach for the University of Toronto. Wow. Now he's a police officer, ha- head detective, Marine unit, but. Well, nobody's perfect. No. <laughs> 
So I, I had to choose though, either basketball or volleyball. I ended up playing uh, volleyball. That that was my sport. So, okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> now you play you play basketball and volleyball in high school, then you gave up basketball. Yeah, I had to choose because at the same time practice was right. at the same time, so I had to choose. So now, why did you uh, pick volleyball over basketball? What what was it about it that you? Uh, that Honestly, it, you, I think I was just uh, I think I was just better at it, and you know, and I'm short, like I'm five foot four, but I have a mean spike and I think yeah. that's that Arab in me yes. so like even though <laughs> they put me as power even though like I was I'm short but my man I got a good I got a good spike and a good yeah, and nice but I used to be 300 pounds like I lost 180 pounds in 2006 what? uh 30 yeah I started in my industry as a BBW plumper of the month voluptuous magazine xl girls magazine but the doctor said you know Taylor you're pre-diabetic you gotta lose the weight so 13 months 180 pounds. I lost the weight. Ketogenic diet, exercise. Wait, wait. How much did you lose? And what? <laughs> Say <that> again. <laughs> I want to make sure that I heard that correctly. Sure. How much so, weight and how much time? So I lost 180 pounds in 13 what? months. That's bananas. Holy <laughs> shit. So were you big in high school too when you're playing volleyball and everything? I was athletic, and then. Right. And then I started getting like bigger after high school and stuff. And then, you know, just life, the way life went for me. And then stuff happened, shit happened. And I wasn't able to maintain like such like a healthy regimen. And then finally, you know, the doctor's like, wake up, you're going to be pre-diabetic. You're five foot four, you know, and I am the type of person if like someone tells me, I got, like I set my mind to something, I do it, whatever it is, right? I'm a Virgo, so I'm very, as you know, OCD and like anal about stuff, but he said I had to do it, and I did it. Three hours of exercise a day, ketogenic lifestyle. I still live that lifestyle. So, uh, yeah. So three yeah. hours a day you worked out every Back day. Back then, yeah. Back then, right. Yeah. And was, and you changed everything you ate. You just stopped eating what you used to eat? I, I like, right away, I, I looked into different, because I always experimented with dieting, like, you know, when you're a, when a bigger girl. But I never really, I was a very confident BBW. Like, you have to be to be able to open your legs up and in a magazine, a worldwide magazine, right? So yeah. I was very confident being big, but when it was my health that was at risk, I was like, well, I really don't got a choice. That's all we've got in our life is our health, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I said, okay, let's do it. I looked into what worked best for me, and keto just fit. It just was perfect. I don't. I didn't like create. It was hard at first. First three months were like, oh, oh, I miss this. But um, so what I, could I, you I, eat? Like what keto could you eat to lose a fucking hundred eighty pounds in thirteen well, months? That's ketogenic is a low carb, high protein diet. So it, it's not like Atkins where it's right. like all meat. Meat. It's everyone has a misconception like that. That it's meat, eating all bacon all the time. Like yeah, I eat bacon, but it's like it's a, it's a low carb, high protein diet. You know what I mean? And it's right. um, it worked for me. I did keto before keto was like this popular phase. Like I was doing it back then. I did it. And now um, I lost all that weight and I'm so much healthier for it. But so what's like, okay, yeah, tell me. I want to, I want to just. I got so many me. questions. Sorry. <laughs> no, I like it when you ask me questions. The irony is that four years later on Christmas Eve, 2010, I got diagnosed with cancer, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I went through eight rounds of chemotherapy, two months of radiation. I lost all my hair. I was like 80 pounds soaking wet. And I beat it, though. I beat cancer, so fuck cancer. Congrats. I don't to see that. But, right. um, yeah, you can say that. It's fuck just, cancer. There's just so much irony in it, right? Like, I did all that to be healthy, and then, bam, I don't even smoke. Like, it's not like that. But, you know, nothing gets put in front of us that uh, we can't handle. Right. So I feel like that God said or whoever said, you 
you can do it. Show me what you got. And I did, so. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Now, athletically, did you feel like your body was like, uh, like you was like, holy shit, I should have been doing this in high school, or? I feel like I was always athletic. I was never lazy. Right. I just, I was never lazy. It's just circumstances, eating the wrong foods. Like, I never, you know, when you're not really in a, um, a stable, like, environment, so you're not able to cook for yourself or any of that. And I love to cook, right? Like, I'm right. Arabic. Like, I love my, I love to eat and I love to cook. <laughs> so I, I feel like I've always been athletic. And then um, just forcing myself to, like, being forced to lose the weight for my health changed right. everything about me. My whole mental, my whole game changed. Like, my whole mindset changed. I believe that. Now, you <laughs> are Canadian, so I know you have to get on that ice. God damn it. I know you got a, <laughs> who's your team? Let's get that out the way. You like the fucking, are you a Toronto uh, fan all through and through? Listen, I, I'll always, I'll always say, you know, like, my, I don't know if you can see, I have Winnie the Pooh back there. He's still wearing his Ty Domi uh, jersey from, like, <laughs> 100,000 years ago. But, That's like, the Leafs, uh, the Leafs are always going to be Toronto's team, but, like, I don't have any, um... Like, I don't have any more hope. Like, I think they've given us all this false hope. And they just don't, they just don't care. They know they're going to fill the seats. So, for me, like, I'm a sports betting girl. I bet on sports quite a right. bit. I, I lived would. in Las Vegas for four years. So, okay. uh, I don't know if you know what happened in 2012 Stanley Cup Finals. No, I was Break it down. So, I was, <laughs> so, I'm a big sports girl. Like, my brothers, I grew up, like I said, tomboy sports better. Here, we only had Proline at the time. But, um... So I, betting on sports and stuff is, is for me. I was in um, L.A. for a photo shoot and a vitamin water party. Um, and a fan of mine bought, I was going through cancer at the time. A fan of mine bought me tickets to the Stanley Cup finals game. And I'm like, this is crazy. I didn't know, like, where the seats were. I'm like, cool. Um, I don't care as long as I'm in the building. Because, like, hockey watching live is different. I like football. It's the best. Hockey live, right? It's so and fucking intense. It's like someone's never been to a hockey game, but, like, professional hockey. Uh, I, I just suggest you go because the intensity in there is just, it feels like Final Four, yeah. it's like March Madness, but on ice. <laughs> yes. So imagine I get, I'm going to a Stanley Cup finals game and that was amazing. I go to StubHub, pick up the tickets and here I find out their first row behind the devil's bench. What? So had, yeah. So I had to This fan amazing. really loves you, goddammit. I don't know what kind of fans yeah. you got. Well, People my send me beer. I... They don't send me tickets like that. My fans know that I like, you know, I appreciate uh, moments more than things. Like, I'd rather have a memory than, like, a Chanel bag. Like, I, I don't, know, I don't right. care about serial stuff. Right. So, it turns out, first row behind the bench. And so, Coach of the Devils, Peter DeBoer, gets caught staring at my boobs on the big screen. It went viral. I was on, oh it went viral. I was on, I didn't know what was happening. My phone's blowing up when I got out of the stadium. I was trending on Twitter. And I was on Every sports station, CBS, TSN, ES, within 48 hours, everyone's like, who's that girl? Get her on the show. So I was on, like, every sports. What a great experience. That is unbelievable. <laughs> so they caught him on the Jumbotron staring at your boobs. And yeah, like, he was and there. My boobs are there. And from then on, I was known boobs behind DeBoer. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> And then um, Funny or Die contacted me. They're like, we want to do this video with you, female sideline distraction artists. And everyone was good about it. You know, the team he was, it was such a great experience. You take those experiences in life and you parlay them into, like, better things, you know. Yes. <laughs> that was in 2012? Yeah. Game that five. And then I was there for game seven when they hoisted the trophy, which was freaking awesome. So. Amazing. And you have the same seats? 
yeah, yeah, I got the same seats and TMZ caught me. It was like, what's happening? Where am I? Who is this friend who got these tickets like that? Who is his fan? He's, um, he's a fan of mine from the very, one of my first ever members on cam, on my cam site. Yeah. First ever members. And he was there for me through all of my weight loss, my cancer. So like, you know what I mean? I'd rather have that than anything else. Those memories, I can never, like, they'll always be up here and in here, you know? So... Yep. <laughs> When did you start uh, uh, sports uh, betting, like gambling? So, like, when I learned you from Vegas or before. Well, I learned. I was learning from my brothers as I was growing up. I didn't really understand it at first, and then started watching them. Started watching them, and then then I started understanding the sport more. And as I understood football better, and as I understood now, I was like, oh, okay, this is how it works. And then you get kind of like. I'm not a degenerate gambler, but you get excited. You're like, you know what? I'm not gonna bet my my house, but I am. I do bet, and I'm in the largest uh, sports betting competition in Vegas, the Westgate Super Contest. The Westgate Super Contest. Okay. Yeah, you gotta bet five games uh, against the spread every week, football, and they take your, you know, they give prizes as much points you get, however many points you have at the end of the season. It's over a over a two million prize pool, so. I finished just out of the money last year, and now I'm like, where's the football I needed? I got to get back in there. <laughs> How many people uh, is in this, uh, this pool? How many people? It's grown. It started at 1,500. Now it's well over 5,000. So it's uh, to finish just out of the money, to finish with a 67 percentage pick ratio is pretty uh, is pretty decent for A, for a girl, and B, you know, I'm in a big pool of guys, and, you know, I'm not like, I don't sell my picks. It's not about that. I just love the sport and I love to bet and I like the excitement of it. And obviously, I'm a Patriots fan, so we know how to win. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Now you're missing Tom Brady. That Tom Brady's going to Tampa. No, you know what? People ask me. I did an NFL sh draft show, and they said, "How do you feel about Tom Brady leaving?" And I said, "Well, did he leave or did we kick him out?" Like it's. I felt like he was. They was going to let him go anyway. It's time. It's time. I'm a Patriots fan first. Bill Belichick fan first. I feel in Bill we trust. He knows what he's doing. Like, we got to think about the future of the Patriots organization, not Tom Brady. And I would have loved him, believe me, to end his career in Foxborough, you know, but not at the expense of the Patriots. But did you feel a certain way uh, when you found out that he wasn't retiring and he was going to Tampa Bay? I did feel a little bit hurt about it, but then I'm like, you know what? Just like Bill, next man up. Okay, let yeah. him go there. Let him have a good time. I was kind of a little sour when, because I love Gronk, but I was uh, coming sour. Coming back too. I know. I was sour about it a little bit, but you know what? I said to myself, we're the Patriots. We know what we're doing. Like Tom, don't tell me it's a coincidence that Tom Brady decided to announce his retirement on St. Not his, sorry, his move to Tampa on a St. Patrick's Day. In in Boston, where none of the bars are open because of COVID, no one could go drown their sorrows. So I feel like Tom Brady <laughs> kind of like stuck it to them a little bit. You know what I mean? But um, I didn't that. Yeah, that's hilarious. So that's why his announcement came out on St. Patty's Day when all the bars were closed. Yeah, he just, this was asking for the domestic violence to break out in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. We'll get we'll go over there and we'll tampa with Tom. So <laughs> with Tom. <laughs> So how many pay have you been to Patriots games as well? Many, many, many games. I usually go like four or five times a year, man. I miss sports. Like I'm usually there for the opener because usually it's you know because we won. Crazy right now with no sports. I mean, I'm, this is a sports show. We got no sports, but it gives definitely gives me more access to everybody who's uh who's uh sports related because they ain't got no job. They ain't doing shit. <laughs> so I can reach out. 
that's very true. Like I, I'm missing all kinds of sports. I remember like this all happened like March, early March, and I was getting ready to go to Vegas for March Madness, best betting time ever, fun environment. I was like dying. Do you have a favorite team when, uh, when it comes to college basketball? When it comes to college basketball, it's just a numbers game. Like for you me, like it's to not, bet, yeah. I just like to bet, but I do like VT, but um, but now, what I don't service bet. did you say you started betting on? What sport? No, what service? You uh, you use oh, a certain yeah. service? So, um, in Canada, it's different because in the States, you guys have a lot. But here in Canada, we got we had the Greek back then and then Bet365. So those two sites, like I never, I love the Greek. It was old school. It was easy. First quarter bets like that. I love it. Like you, you get the action right away. But they just recently shut down like two years ago. So it's Bet365 is our main sports betting site right now. You know why they shut down, or did they get absorbed by the other one? Or I think that the other one was just take it was taken over, and they had a lot of in-game stuff, and the Greek didn't really have that. So, an in-game betting, you know, is like huge now. So, uh, I think that they just were the better site at that time. That kind of kind of phased out the old school, but they were the Greek was where I started. I remember having to go to like Western Union to like send them the transfers. It was <laughs> <laughs> what? That is crazy. <laughs> So what do you I, use now? So you're still using a 367? I, yeah, Bet365 I use um, all the time. Because really right now, like Bet365, you cross that Buffalo border, you cross the border, it won't work. You can't use it in the, in the United States, only in Canada. So like that's why I loved Vegas. Living in Las Vegas, I lived right across the street from the Westgate. Bam, first quarter bet, run over, park it in valet, keep the car up top, run back out, go back <laughs> home and watch it. Like it's so much fun. <laughs> it sounds like it's your favorite hobby, like the sports betting. Now, when I the season is going, then is it no talking to you on a Sunday because you all you're deep Zero into the games? Zero talking to me on a Sunday. Even my mom knows she will not. <laughs> she will not call me on a Sunday. Everyone knows like it's. I'm very. It's all over my Twitter, Instagram. Every everyone knows like I get. I'm. I got seven games going on at one time. I've got four TVs. I'm. I do not come. Do not bother me on the 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 football Sunday. That's my football gods. I need their luck <laughs> on that day. No one else can bother me. <laughs> yeah, do you usually uh, bet on several games at one time? Or? Yeah, especially. Yes, definitely. And there's. It's so hard to like watch it to manage it all. But especially when you're in the Westgate Super Contest, you have five games that matter the most. You pick those games against the spread, you gotta watch those games. So like, I hate when all my, if I have four games at one o'clock, then that's, those are the four games that are on my four TVs, right? I gotta, and then I gotta switch on my phone and see the score and ultra, oh, crazy. <laughs> it sounds like it's just a sport, just keeping up with the sports game. It's a sport, that's a great. <laughs> now, who do you look to in sports gambling that you go, oh, okay, this motherfucker know what you're doing? Oh, there's so many people like in Vegas, like Brent Musburger, like so many people in Vegas, like they, Oh like, yeah, Brett has that. Uh, don't he have a show? The like Vincent, a gambling yeah, show. Yeah, they got they got Vincen. Like there's there's a lot of people that, but you know what it is? Like I, it it really is. I don't believe in like sell. Like me personally, I'm not gonna sell my picks. I believe that you can always that there's an advantage. You can learn always. You gotta watch the line movement. Some people know it better than others, but like I feel that everyone is. It's I feel like it's kind of an equal playing field. I mean, Dave Koken, he knows his stuff too. Like I was on his show, um, ESPN yeah. 1100 in Vegas. Yeah. There's just a lot of, especially in Vegas, there's a lot of cats because it's easy. You got so many books and you can see the movement right then and there. And you know when to jump to that casino for the better number, et cetera. So yeah. So when you're betting with like, when you're in Toronto and you're betting, do you feel like you're handicapped because you're not in Vegas where you have access to all this stuff? 
We still got access to the stats online. online, and right. Bet365 is pretty good with the num with the line movement. So I don't feel at a disadvantage. I just prefer it in Vegas, and and also in Vegas, you're here. You know, you're surrounded by people that are betting. So like, you hear something here, you catch a little. Like I'm yeah. very intuitive, so I'll be like, oh that, what's that guy bet? Mm. And I'll just like pick up on it, and you know, that's how you learn, right? And that's how I learned about. It's like going to OTB, like back in the day when my pops used to go to OTB <laughs> or track betting. There's like and one I, I, all I remember is like there used to be men in there packed, it'd be cigars everywhere, and there's a whole bunch of tickets on the floor. <laughs> and you know how I got into it? Like my dad, may he rest in peace, he passed when I was six. Uh, he used to take me to the Woodbine racetrack every week. So I was already at the, we were betting on horses when I when I was like five years old. So like and, it's in my blood, I believe, you know. Vegas, so much yeah, fun. I, I, I miss because I don't I, like I watched the big horse races on TV, but yeah, I miss like going to like off track betting and fucking and just seeing that action. It's like it was, yes. it was it was like different being in it than being away from it watching on TV. Absolutely. I love it. Like betting on the ponies. It was just like, it was so fun, you know? <laughs> so what are you betting on now? Like now that sports is but down. I, listen, I'm not betting and I'm, I'm going through withdrawals. The last thing I bet on, I can't even remember exactly. I know it was Mexican soccer because they shut down. All, I had a couple bets. I think it was on St. Mary's. I had St. Mary's something and then they canceled all the events for NC, for um, March Madness. And I was like, so I'm like, now what do I do? And there was still some Mexican soccer at the time, but now I'm not <laughs> I'm not a degenerate, but I like action, you know? So now I'm not betting really on anything. There is UFC to bet on. I'm happy we at least have that. Dana White did do that right, I think. Uh, they still, uh, so they are having matches and all that for UFC. Yeah, nobody in the audience, you know, right. and he's, it's all we got right now, but I'm But NASCAR, too. NASCAR just came back this weekend. That's right, yeah. So maybe that might be an option for you. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm I'm a patient person. Patience is a virtue. Sometimes I'm not patient. I'm Arabic, so sometimes I'm not. But um, <laughs> but I'm a I'm a patient person. I'll wait, you know, for my sports to come back in the right way. Like not right. where they're forcing players to go play and and nobody's really wanting to play, and then the sport is ruined and the nature of it and the beauty of it is gone because people yeah, are forced about to play. They talk about trying to bring the NFL back, but we just got those reports this week that, uh, you know, that a couple of the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys and the Texans, uh, got tested positive for COVID-19. Exactly. And it was rumored that uh, uh, Ezekiel was one Elliot. of them, right? Ezekiel yeah. Elliott was one of them. And he got angry because he was like, how the fuck y'all got my medical records out in the public? Yeah. I didn't give I didn't give the okay for this. So it's yeah. like the media already, and then I saw the media backtrack and was like several players, but we can't say names, but they had already put out his name. It's too late. The damage was already done. Yeah. And you know what I mean? The, it begs the question though, like we're not ready. What if this happened in the middle of the season? Then yeah. what? Then who who's the backup quarterback? Who why is he locked in a box somewhere? Like, like what are we gonna do? Like, and this is the same thing with the with the NBA and Orlando and and all and everything that was going on with Kyrie the other day. Like yeah. you're forcing play like that's what I don't like. I appreciate the sport more than I do anything else. I love I think sport is unite can unite us, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I don't like to see people doing something because they have to instead of because they want to. That's like, I always say, if you're doing it, if you don't love it, don't do it because you won't be good at it. And people will see right through you. Like, if I'm having a bad day, I won't log into Cam because I don't want to give, because then people will see it. And then they'll right. say, well, you know, I don't want to give that energy out. So I feel like this whole, like, pushing players to play in these, I get it. It's different when they're forced to play for their salaries. But when they're forced to play in a contact sport, like, I don't know, is it worth it? Is it worth it to for us to watch that kind of, like, disintegrate before our eyes, like, the sport? Yeah. 
And Fox, uh, Kyrie was also referring to uh, the Black Lives Matters movement and said he didn't want to be part of a distraction away from the that uh, that you know that uh, topic. But so at, he, that was but that was after that was after the COVID. That was after he begged for Skittles and this and that in his in his room in Orlando. Like he was asking about the amenities and all of that and this and oh, that. Kyrie? Yeah, he's yeah. so he was asking about how how are we gonna do this? How can we get out of here? Like what 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 what's the count sheet on your on your mattress? Like and then because he didn't get what he wanted or he, or he got kicked out of Orlando, like I love his mess the message. Nothing can take away from the message. The message right. is true. Don't distract from Black Lives Matter. That's what's going on right now. But he only said that after. after so how much the is the value of what he said? Oh uh, yeah, because you think just because his rider wasn't what he wanted and a thread count was a 300 ply? Like in a sense, you know, I'm exaggerating by saying thread count, but I'm sure he uh, he asked a lot of questions about how about this, how about that. Well, why are you even asking if you really felt that way about the cause? So. Right, he's right. You should just look, just say that right away. Yeah. Do uh, you think the NFL will ever mention Kaepernick as they should? Yeah, uh, I think, well, the, I hate Roger Goodell. He's a clown, okay? But uh, it's a little too late. But, like, you hear him today saying, like, yes, I want teams to hire Kaepernick. You know, we have to. So he wants people now to consider Kaepernick after being uh, blackballed from the NFL forever for t for taking a knee. Like, I don't know if you ever heard the interview, too. Like, he asked, he asked his friend, he asked uh, his teammate, I forget who. Like, he asked what would be the most uh unoffensive way for me to honor to, to do what I want to do without offending people and taking a knee was yeah, he actually one so, of them yeah, like you yeah, take a yeah. knee you take, you take a, a knee, knee for a, full, a fallen comrade in combat yeah, yes exactly yeah. So, so it just got blew, blown out of proportion and yeah. like so now I think he will he can play in the NFL if he wants to I mean now I is, think George Goodell I mean George what's his name John Roger, Roger. Just Roger. Clown, that's Roger. what he is Roger Goodell, when he first made the apology and said the NFL got it wrong, he should have mentioned Kaepernick. Everybody black was like this. We took it as not him not being honest again, no, but holding back like, because why wouldn't you mention the one player who fucking brought it to the league's attention? Exactly. What's with all these uh, apologies and then second apologies? Because oh, it's not really an apology. It was right. bullshit. It's bullshit. It's like be <laughs> honest, right? It's like we can see you, man. We can hear you, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Like an he's, asshole. Always been, he's always been like that. Like he's the type of NFL co commissioner that he loves the. He his ego's huge. He loves the attention. He loves the yeah. spotlight. You know, not like prior NFL commissioners. You know, but he he's just a clown all around. And you know, Patriots, we don't really like him too much. So. Yeah, he came <laughs> That's the one thing I liked about him that he got y'all for that. So when I thought I said he's an okay guy, it's Roger. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That's not fair. <laughs> You're a Jets fan. What does that mean? <laughs> no, I'm a Cowboy fan. It's oh, even yeah, worse. That's right. You are a Cowboys fan. <laughs> it's even worse. So do you think with all these now, these players are testing positive, we're gonna have to wait for the NFL season to start? I know it's gonna make you cry, but I I think we are for sure gonna have to wait. And as much as it pains my soul, I feel like we should wait. No sense jumping into something only for it to screw up or end in a bad way. Like, I don't want that. I don't want to We don't want to rush that. back. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you rush stuff, it's never done right. It's never done right. Like, the NFL's already not right. Like, with this, was it a catch? Wasn't it a catch? Like, now we're going to be like, is he have COVID? Doesn't he have COVID? Like, there's no point in that. It's just no point. We got to be patient. That's our problem as society. We're not patient. We got, yeah. we got a pandemic and people are like, hurry up and open the beaches in Florida. Like, I get it, guys. 
But do you want to be safe? You want to die or you want to live? Like, I don't know. People don't give a fuck. I think um, with the NFL, I think that uh, I see like January. I see the season starting in January. I'll be honest with you. I agree. I think like this year just has to be a wash. Like even the the end, the MLB commissioner. Oh, we will guarantee there will be baseball. And now today, we're not so sure there's going to be baseball. You know, don't ever yeah. guarantee shit you can't back up. Like you never put your because name, don't put a, your word on something, but you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, friends were telling me that even uh, the Major League Baseball writers, they uh, all the articles are saying, bring back baseball. What are we waiting for? How come? Because all of them are scared that if they cancel baseball, all of them, they're getting fired. They're going to yeah. get furloughed. They're not yep. going to get paid. All these yep. writers are not going to get paid. So yeah. they're pulling for bring back the fucking game. Because they Which ain't is- got the same money that the players got. The players can sit out for a while. Yeah, exactly. There, this is the thing. Like, you never would you imagine all these billionaires, these billionaire team owners in this position, right? It's crazy. But there was a, there was a story that came out, and I was like, this is how I knew, like, you can't play. The story about baseball, if they're going to play, they can't, um, no tobacco, they can't shower at the at the facility, uh, no spitting, no high-fiving, no this, no that. What are we even doing, guys? If you got to yeah. take away all of that, you're not really even playing the game that is what America's game, right? Like, you're not even doing it. So, you know what? Not, if I yeah, can't if you shower, can't spit I can't and gra- scratch your balls and get yeah. high-five somebody with the same hand you scratch your balls with and then take a shower... Ass to ass, it ain't baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though, right? It is true. And they can't, they can't, um, they can't shower at the facility. So what? They gotta go. They gotta drop all their like. It just doesn't make no sense. It like, seems people, like it's a lot of sense. Stuff. Is not so common these days, <laughs> especially in, especially in my in my industry. It's like I'm like, man, can you just have some common sense, please? But it's now, not. Is your industry back now? What's going on with the, so the cam world, cam girl world? I am the like number one. Uh, Cam girl, I guess you would say. I've won several awards. I won an ABN award for biggest web celebrity, uh, best cam girl, you know, best boobs, whatever, queen of bounce, whatever. Um, right? And I, I'm just like, honestly, I'm I'm a high energy, uh, fun person, and I'm on camwithtay.com, which is, I'm there. Like, I I normally work 40 hours a week during this pandemic. I'm working 80 hours per week, so I feel like, as much as the more traffic there is. I always say that the idiot per hour ratio has gone up. They're just more people staying home. Either they're mad, they're with their wives, I don't know. But they're angry. And more trolls behind the internet are coming out. So it takes a lot more um, It takes a lot more composure to what handle. What are they saying? A bunch of nonsense? Oh, mean, mean shit all the time. You're ugly, you're this, you're that. Like, like just mean, stupid shit. Like, if people think you're a robot. I'm like, what? Hello, how are you? You know? <laughs> How about That's hi? Like how are you? Prom. <laughs> it's just it. People, I'm not like that. I I think my thing is that I expect from people what, like a common, just a common level of decency. Even on even with what I do. That's why I've sustained my career for so long. Um, because like when I started, when I was bigger and I lost the weight, I was scared when I was losing weight if I, that I was gonna lose my fan base because I was extremely successful, big, right. and I was right. like, oh man, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And I said, luckily I have a charming personality. And <laughs> And I maintained my, I maintained my old fan base, and I gained like a plethora of new ones. And now I got, you know, a, such a diverse fan base: weight loss fan base, cancer fan base, bigger fan base. And the thing is, for me, it's a girlfriend experience. It's not show your boobs. That's it. It's done. Like everyone comes for, we have a conversation. I'm like, 
an, I'm an essential worker. I'm an online, I'm an online first sex responder. therapist. You ask me in my house. Yeah. You're a first responder. I mean, this business. <laughs> this, people need me, and I'm here. You know, I'm like the Michael Jordan of of big boobs. <laughs> All right, the MJ of today. Yeah, today. No, it is a lot of. I'm sure there's a lot more people online now, though. So you're making more money if you're working double the hours now because everybody yeah. got free time. So, so it must yeah. be a cash cow for you right now. It must be working I out. Mean, I've always loved, like, maintained in my career at a, a certain level of like amount of money I make and success. So I always work really, really hard. My work ethic is second to none. I, I mean it. So, but now that there's more people um, online and stuff, I'm getting a lot on Cam Wate. My OnlyFans.com slash Tay Stevens is huge. So I'm always shooting content for that. And so I love it because I get to be creative and I'm meeting a lot of new people, which is really cool. So, and the bad guys, like, there's days where you just want to like scream, you know, and 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 you get down about it because like people yeah. are just intentionally mean. But you got to remember, like, in the darkness, it, sh it shines some light on the better people. So yeah. when I get so like you, I got eight mean people in a row, and then a good guy comes in, you're like, oh, love you, man, because he's like yeah. he's so nice. You're like, so you got to appreciate both good and the bad in life. So are people paying to talk shit to you, like talk to be assholes? So like uh, on this site that I'm on, on camwate.com, it's uh it's an open chat format where they can tip or they can take me private or exclusive for like one-on-one -on -one sessions. So when it's an exclusive or private, they pay per minute. If it's a public chat, they can tip for like a certain thing. Like I have a tip menu, you know, whatever you want, booby flash, twerk, whatever. Um, so there's options available at every level. I have a spinny wheel. I try to make things fun. Like look at my room. It looks like a kindergarten classroom, but I'm a positive person. I yeah. want color and life and energy. I want to give people positive energy because that's what I learned with cancer. Like you cannot just be mundane and miserable. You got to give good yeah. energy. Otherwise, yeah. I would have just fell over and and gave up. But I threw on a wig because I was bald. I lost all my hair. I threw on a wig and I got on cam. Like you got to keep. I didn't want to think I was sick. You got to keep pushing. Did and you do any of the cam without the wig on? Yeah, I did yeah. actually. I was very oh, afraid God. to, but I did everything publicly. Like people saw me, you know, go through it because I have a lot of people that I was able to reach and let them know, like, it's okay. I, I'm going through this. You're going through this. We can go through this together, you know? Right. People were like, rock it without the wig, Taylor. Rock it without the wig. And I was so like n nervous, you know? Right. And then I said, you know what? I have strong Arabic features. So I'm yeah, like, let me, let me rock that. Let me rock that. Yes. So I did. Now, how do you, your, your Arab, how do your Palestinian parents and family feel about the cam world, the camming? Well, so um, you at Christians first, over here give you this life. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my brothers are like my mom can be happy that my brothers did the things that she like. I went to school for criminology, criminal justice. I have two degrees, so like, but this was more for me. Like, I love doing this. So my brothers, you know, one's a lawyer, one's a police officer, one owns his own business. So how it first started, it was awkward because you know my mom, she didn't know. She didn't know like what do you mean you're like you're showing naked on the internet like first of all my brother's friends saw my magazine and they oh. told my brother and like at the police station they're like hey is this your sister is this your sister and I felt bad for my brother you know what I mean but my brother took oh, it that's, that's, yeah, yeah. That's brother. But my brother my brother took it in stride you know believe yeah. it or not um, they took it in stride and he's like yeah that's my sister and he ripped you know ripped it out and don't fucking look at my sister you know so it was like. Yeah. I'll say he took it in stride because he had a gun on him when they were saying that. He didn't discard it. <laughs> they must have been white, huh? <laughs> <Cops>. <laughs> 
it was it was funny but you know explaining it to my mom because my mom she always thinks the worst what do you mean you're doing she must have thought that i was out like i don't know on uh, she didn't know and then finally yeah, no, i said yeah. listen mom this this is what it's gonna like this is what's gonna be i need you to know and now she's so she's so like ha like proud of me because you know what like in all honesty as much as i respect and i have all my friends that are in hardcore porn and i like i'll if i chose to do that i would i've been offered a lot to do it but i don't but my thing is this. I love, a lot. I, How much is a lot, goddammit? It's like life-changing. Like life-changing. Back then even. You know, everyone wants to turn the Canadian girl, the cute Canadian girl bad. But I'm naughty as it is. And, like, I'm doing great. Like, really great where I'm at. So I don't, like, most of my fan base, believe it or not, would be mad if I did that. As right. much as people. So I got to I gotta be where where I need to be. And I feel like that's where I'm at. You got and your the, You got your speed. This is your lane. You want to stay in your lane. Yeah, and I'm always learning, and like the OnlyFans gave me the opportunity to create more on my own. Like I'm a businesswoman; I got my hands in every pot. Like this is that's life. So I don't need, I don't feel that I need to do that or want to do that. Really, like it's all about uh, preference, personal preference. I'm happy doing me now. I don't want to be unhappy doing something else. You know? Yeah, I can dig <laughs> it. <laughs> I can definitely dig it. So, so your parents. But to answer so they, your question, there. She's good about it. Like she's not gonna go to church on Sunday and say, "Yeah, look at my my daughter's new OnlyFans post." But she, <laughs> but her and I are like, she's good with it. And you know, my mom's very. That's just who she is. She raised like after my dad died, she raised, you know, four uh, kids on her own, pretty much. You know, so and I'm very much my father's daughter, though I have his name tattooed in Arabic on my back. He's I got my dad's heart, soul, all of that is my dad's. Um, Thank my mom for, you know, the rest of me. And definitely my hustle. That comes from my mom. And how about <laughs> the dating life now? Now that your, your mother came to grips with it, how's the dating life? You know, I've been single for a long time, to be I honest. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, you I know, believe it. I can feel it in your energy. The thing is, is like... Doing your like own my, thing. My, I need him. Okay, so my la my ex, my last ex, like nine years ago, my ex, um, he used to play Warcraft more than he did anything else. I'd be like, hey, babe, you want to fuck? And he'll be like, hang on, babe, I'm in a raid. I'm like, you're in a raid? What? Like, and I get, I get the gaming community. Like, I get it. I've gamed before. You got to admire his commitment to the yeah. gaming world. Was he a champion? Was he playing in arenas? Was he uh, winning? No, he was playing Warcraft on his computer downstairs. He had no job and no ambition, so I had to let him go. So well, you picked him, but, though. Don't try to put it on him. Did he have a job when you met him? No, he didn't. So don't he try didn't. to have him change. You know what he was. You know what this yeah, was. Dick games. Exactly that. So you know what? He had his dad's money, and, and I guess he thought he didn't have to earn anything in life. So, yeah. But you know what? He's a good, like, we're still friends. But the minute I left him, right, bam, he got up. He got a job. He's And he's like, take me back now. I'm like, you're good there. I'm good here. I need a man with ambition. We're just, we weren't on the same, um, like, pace. And and so for me, he's it's Canadian? like, yeah, he's Canadian. He was, he was, he's, uh, he was Canadian, Polish, but I, uh, I, I was too busy with my career. Like shit's busy. I was traveling before COVID. I'm traveling here, there conventions. I'm on cam all the time. So for me, I'm just not like, it's not in the cards right now. And so my, were you doing cam then? Yeah. Okay. So he knew you were already doing cam and all that yeah, was going on. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like it just was like too comfortable for him. He thought, well, she's making all the money. I could do this, but he woke up. So it's like, I got no hostility towards my, right. any of my exes. Cause he, they all shaped, they all shaped something. You love them at one point, you know, they all sh yeah. shaped you in some way. They either taught you something good or taught you what not to do. So I got nothing but love. Um, and I hope I want the best 
for him, like, and for anybody that's come in my life. And that, because after cancer, I cut, I, I realized who and what was there for me. Yeah. And I realized when the chips are down, you realize who's there. And I cut every, my circle is so small and I love it that way. I'd rather have quality than quantity so much. And my dog. Life. <laughs> uh, when it comes to like your fan base, is it more Canadian or more American? It's or like maybe ev- international? It's international. It's everywhere. Yeah, I got- do we, they reach out for you? Do they know you Palestinian and all those stuff? I get a lot of people because I speak, yeah. I speak um, f- four languages, English, Arabic, French, Macedonian. I'm learning Spanish now, but I got a very diverse fan base from all from Dubai to Norway to like from Italy to just Canada. To even in my Scarborough in my city, they're like, "Wait, did I just see you at the grocery store?" I'm like, "No, that wasn't me." <laughs> <laughs> so I got a diverse fan base, and like, I got like, I get women. I love it because I I get that's where I get the best. You get the best out of me, like when when people are real true fans of different things. Like not everyone just comes just comes for the boobs. I get it. They're there, and I I'll give it give you them, you know, but. When people come and they talk to me and we talk and we can talk spit shit about sports and poker. Like yes. I I have exclusives that last five, six hours just talking. Just talking. So So you was playing poker out there in Vegas too, were you? Yes, yes. And especially when I had cancer to keep my mind sharp. Oh, I used yeah. to go across the bridge to Buffalo and I would just play poker all day long. All day long. So uh, in Vegas I'm a poke I play poker. I play like I play and I sports bet. Those are my two main things and I'll dabble in roulette for some fun, but you know, I like things I know that I can control. I'm a Virgo, so that's just normal. So, <laughs> so I try to play the most skilled sports or skilled games as it is, you know? Like, I, I'm not good at blackjack, but I, I love betting on sports, and I love poker because you play the people, you know? What well, sport don't you bet on? Do you bet on everything, like tennis? Do you bet on tennis? Yeah. Sometimes I'll bet on tennis. Um, I won't bet on, like, ping pong or like you know right. stuff that i don't i don't really like know like right now there's korean baseball although that seems oh, really yeah. fun it seems fun but like i don't know it enough to bet on it so i stick with what i know you know but like, that's what vegas is using right now right i heard a story i read a story about uh the, the uh south korean baseball is yeah. like the biggest thing to bet on in vegas right now because they're the only ones playing that's they right. handle the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, be it. How can how come America doesn't know how to do it? But they did. But it's it is they something to bet they on. They did right tracking. Now. They did they, they did it right away. They they tracked. They already backtracked everybody's steps. Who had it in contact? Who they came in contact? I mean, when it comes to Asians and logistics, <laughs> they know what they're doing. And I know how to put things in a row. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so Korean baseball. I, I I saw some clips of it, but I mean, it's just like baseball. It's just they exactly. play baseball probably they probably better than them. You know, Seattle Mariners. I agree. <laughs> I agree, and it's something to bet on. It keeps people uh, busy and happy. So let let it be. Let anything that will take our minds off of something, so that we keep our our minds going. Because like this pandemic, with like look at husbands and wives that weren't meant to stay home together or staying home together. The kids. Are, Domestic violence is up. Like people uh, are angry. It's yeah. crazy. So we so need what's something. So what's the over under? Over under on football coming, uh, coming before January. So uh, coming before January, I don't, I don't think it's gonna. I wouldn't take that bet. I don't think, I don't think that's a bad bet. You'll get a, a bad, bad beat on that bet. one. <laughs> I mean, we, I, we might have to just phone it in this, uh, this whole. I mean, the whole season because they're talking about like even NBA. They talking about doing the compressed uh, end of the season and then like a quick playoff. 
But still, like, these NBA players got to practice before they go back. You can't just get back to NBA speed and exactly. running up. People gotta dust off. They gotta they gotta dust themselves off. They gotta practice. It's not, it's just not, it's just we want it bad. So we're trying, but it's not right. It's not gonna, it's not possible. It's just not possible. Do you see a possibility of injuries, a bunch of injuries coming out of this quick thrown together uh, season? Yeah, I think so. Because you know what? People are being forced to play quickly. Um, they're not ready, they haven't had enough um you know, you really think they're training every day. Like, not everyone is Tom Brady. You know, you're not in there right. every day lifting weights, training. And you don't got a partner to play to play with either. So, like, everything's different. The way you play is not going to be the same way as if you had two people, like, right. you know, defense, offense. Like, you don't you don't have that. So, I, I feel like it'll be a lot of injuries. And there'll be a lot of people that just don't want to play. And so that was one of the there. controversies. One of the controversies, too, was some of the Cowboys, some of the Texas players got together a few weeks ago to do a little training camp thing. And now these motherfuckers coming back uh, testing positive. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. It's you. You got to be careful. You don't know. Some people have it. They're asymptomatic. They don't know they have it. And like, like it's it, you never. You don't know yet. And until we can know, we shouldn't put people's lives at risk. And we shouldn't put, you know, the quality of the sport at risk either. In my opinion. Yeah, I think we just got to be patient, man. I think we got to just hold on. Hold I mean, on. it's hard. It's been hard as fuck. Even like. Sports that you don't watch is like if that was on right now, I will watch the shit out of it. Yeah, I've been watching so many Thirty for Thirties. We actually had uh, Adam Newhouse. He's one of the producers from Thirty for Thirties. I love that show. ESPN. I, I mean, they we talked about the Michael Jordan documentary right before that came. That out. was the best. He had a hand in that too. Out of this pandemic, uh, wasn't was it? The, it was. I loved it. I oh, I was. Uh, were you just glued to it every Sunday as it came out, like just waiting for uh, more footage that you didn't see him? MJ being a jerk. <laughs> you know what? Look, I, I mean, I like in Canada, we got it a little bit later, like at 3 a.m. We had to wait for the episodes, but I could, I was this guy. I swear, I, I, I don't, that's why I say I'm the Michael Jordan of boobies. Like, but I saw so much of like parts of me in him. Like, he just yeah. wanted, to, he just wants to win and he just wanted everyone around him to win at all. You know, I, I have a whole newfound respect for that guy. No, I always knew that, that he was hard on him like that, but I never, I didn't know about like the uh, him and uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Kerr getting into a like a fight and practice and all that. I didn't. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just knew that he. But a lot of my question is, do you have to be like that hard and stern on your teammates to win in sports, or can you be more like Bill Russell and win eleven? <laughs> and everybody like this, he's the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. I feel like there's a fine line um, and it depends on the group of people because some yeah. people, some people learn better with kind with like a, you know, a soft hand and some, yeah. you know, sometimes you got to spank, you know, you, you got to spank people. Some people need that push for me. Like if I, I would rather him be hard on me and say, get up, Taylor, get up now, do better, be better. That's what I, I would. That's just the way I learn. Like there's different types of learners. So that would, that's why I saw in him, like, even though I, I approach people with kindness and I teach people with kindness. I want to be taught the way he made people, the way he, he treated people. I don't feel he wasn't, right, right. I mean, he wasn't perfect, but I think like, do you see him? He's the best of the best. He, he brought out the best in people. He made them win. And yeah. you know, that's, I, I, I loved it. That documentary was, I, I'll watch that 10 times for motivation. Over oh over. yeah. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's so great. It was so great to see that footage that, you know, nobody is like, there's a lot of stuff in there that I knew, knew the time and I knew other footage of that period. But 
it wasn't exactly that. It all yeah. the behind the scenes stuff, which so was so cool to see great. that. I can't wait till they do that for Tom Brady. Right. Like, uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I just keep watching the Super Bowl wins over and over and over again to keep me excited about <laughs> Goddamn Tom Brady. Lord have mercy. How many did he win? Six? Yeah. And I got, look, I got Bill Belichick behind me as Stewie. Yeah. So he, can, he, he helps me when I go to work. It's okay, Taylor. You go get him, Taylor. You go out there and win today, Taylor. You get on that cam and you bounce those boots. <laughs> I mean, it is a good inspiration for motivation, uh, sports. It always gets you hyped up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, bounce those boobs. That's what Belichick would yell to you. <laughs> bounce them, goddammit. Yeah, and you know, All right, he, so, he, he always says, um, and I use this with camming too, he always says, if you wait till halftime to make adjustments, it's too late. You know, so you got to be always be on your toes. This Okay, that guy pissed you off, shake it off, fix it. Do something different, change it up, yeah. so... Yeah. yeah, I'm quick on my feet like that. <laughs> who's, the, who's the quarterback now over there? Y'all got a... Who Stidham. Huh? It's, it's Stidham right now. Stidham? Yeah. I mean, he's uh, a, he's good. Even the other people on the team said, you know, he gave us a run for our money, like like in the in the workouts. So, And Bill Belichick doesn't like big, shiny balls. He likes things that he can build from the ground up. So I feel yeah. like they're going to take this guy and they're going to make him great. And I'm not worried about the Patriots' chances. Like right now, the Patriots are plus 110 to win the AFC. I will take that bet. I don't think that Buffalo, Buffalo's the favorite, but I don't think, I don't take, I'll take the Patriots any day. And I'm not saying that because I'm biased. Also, another bet I would take, Patriots over eight, over eight and a half wins. I'll take that too. Let's not forget, I have to go to this, that last year we were not talking about our quarterback. We were talking about our defense, right? So I think that we are going to shape our team, the Patriots, our team, my team, again, around the defense. So I think that we'll be all right. We'll be just fine. We are the New England Patriots. After all, we're one of the best football organizations there is. So I, I'm not worried. Um, I'm not worried. But are you? Do you think that COVID nineteen and all the uh, all this uh, quarantining will interfere with some of the draft picks or bringing in more defensive players? Maybe, but I feel like everyone is at the same disadvantage. I right. feel like everybody's going to have those kind of disadvantages on the team, too. So I think that we, as usual, Bill will just do what he has to do, trust in Bill, and play great and coach great football. And what do you think was the, the problem with the defense last year? Was it uh, they couldn't stop the run? Y'all was getting it, burnt? <laughs> I feel like our defense was great. Our offense was trash. And Oh, you know, really? Yeah, like our offense was not okay. good. Our defense was was great and we lost a lot of guys this year this year on defense so i'm hoping that um we can fix it all up put it so in you... the ball and not deflate <laughs> it and get that nice touchdown and and win a super bowl again i'm not i'm not worried and so wait a minute let me make sure are you saying that the offense suck or did brady suck because you, you won't say brady listen our offense sucked brady needed the line the line was awful yeah, I mean, he needed offensive weapons. Look, they brought in Antonio Brown, and if he wasn't yeah. such a head case, um, he would have stayed on the team. He, look, he had a touchdown pass from Brady. He was great, but because he's so dramatic, drama. He was in my DMs, too. It's, I said, go play football. Go play was football. He? Like, yeah, What's he like, in your DMs? Yeah. About, about I mean, I'm not going to say. I'm just going to say, put your focus where it needs to be on the field. And I think he got upset that I said that and I didn't hear from him after that. Cause I'm like, well, shouldn't you be focusing on football anyway? And <laughs> cause I'm like, football comes first, right? So I didn't yeah. care about anything else, right? So, um, 
But I feel like when he was on the team, though, there was like that chemistry between Tom and him. And then just our offense, we just didn't have any good weapons. And so we had to rely on our defense for the most part. And defense does win championships, but we just didn't have enough. So does not have enough. Yeah. Do you think Antonio Brown will come back somewhere on another team? I think he wants to. I think I that, know he wants to. Yeah. Like, I will think, he? I mean, it's, it's, it's a Kaepernick question of who will have him. Because, like, I know Patriots don't want no drama. If he just yeah. kept his mouth shut and he didn't do anything after he was a Patriot, he would have still been a Patriot. And maybe we would have been in the Super Bowl. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. If we had Antonio Brown, he would have been an asset enough for us to have gone to the Super Bowl last year. But he was dramatic. He had to do this and that. And a lot of Patriots field. are not about that. Yeah. He <laughs> not had a about lot of off-field problems. And that uh, <laughs> Belichick was not putting that way. I remember, like, right one day they were saying, yeah, we we're glad to have him. And the next day it was like, we got to let him go. Yeah. <laughs> They, I don't think they wanted to, but he gave them really no choice. This is the yeah. Patriots. This is the way they operate, you know? So he he should have known better. It's like they only break the rules by cheating, but... We don't cheat. <laughs> cheat, 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 cheat. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. They got more videos <laughs> than a practice field than you got in your cam room. <laughs> Listen, if you have an advantage, you got to take it in life. So I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they didn't have to give back those championships, so I guess it paid off for them. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like just hard work... And skill paid off. What are like the Astros too? You think the, you feel the same thing about the no, Astros? You know what? Thank you, Astros, for finally taking away the the, the news about Patriots cheating. Someone else is freaking cheating. Get out of here! Finally. But do, you, but do you think if they put an asterisk by the Astros, they, it's going to trickle over to another league and maybe the New England Patriots get a, a asterisk? No asterisks for the New England Patriots. None. Zero. None. Zero. Never going to happen. Never. Okay. You're right. You might be right. I mean, if they ain't going to come down on the Cowboys for being on cocaine half the time, they ain't going <laughs> to. That's my team. <laughs> they ain't on no drugs you can't snort. Oh, <laughs> uh, this has been a great show. Now, at the end of the show, we like to, I like to do a part where we call uh, cutting down the nets. It's like, okay. uh, you know, like in a championship game, you cut down the nets when you win. So yeah. something in your life that you would cut down the nets for, a cut down the nets moment. It can be sports related or not. Just a cut down the nets moment. Hmm. Beating cancer? Yes! That's the <laughs> yes! That's the biggest cut down the nets moment. God damn. Beating cancer and um yeah. How long were you fighting that too? How long was that fight? Two years. Uh, two years and um this Christmas it was on Christmas Eve and I didn't tell nobody for four days because I didn't want to ruin Christmas or New Year's for anybody. But um so beating cancer is my cut down the net moment and uh the fact that I could still smile through like a very uh toxic type of uh, negative world and still try to spread the positivity like daily. Those are my daily cut down the net moments. So yeah. Well, yeah, that's a real cut down the net moment. <laughs> that's the fight. That's the game you you gotta win. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on, Tay. Can you, uh, you wanna, uh, where can find, fans find you? Give sure, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tay Stevens, on Instagram at the Taylor Stevens, on Cam, camwithtay.com, and on my OnlyFans, swipe up OnlyFans.com slash Tay Stevens, T A Y S T E V E N S. Boom. <laughs> yes! Thank you. I'll uh, tell you, you were great. Uh, you're, probably, you're a treat. You're Thank a fellow you so and you're a treat. <laughs> Really, I really appreciate you being on the show. And I'd love to have you back soon. Yeah. You got it, especially when there's football. Cowboys, yeah. Patriots, we'll see what happens. Can't wait. <laughs> I definitely want to get to my other podcast, Race Wars, as well, where we uh, we talk about like race stuff, because the Palestinian thing, and we got, I just want to explore that. I would love that, especially yes. being an Arab girl in the industry. I would love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
have to do. All right, thank you for joining me. I love it. Love you. Thank you so much. Have a good day. All right. Bye.